Hello, hello. Rest your weary legs and enjoy a tale written by C.B. Jones. It wasn't until the third night of walking down to my mailbox that I noticed something was off about the man and his dog. It got to the point where I could almost set my clock by the two of them, and I suppose likewise could be said by them about me. I'd get home, shed the dress clothes of the day, put on some gym clothes and a t-shirt, make dinner, and then maybe a drink. It would be at that point in the evening in which I would realize that I hadn't yet gotten the day's mail, and I'd pad barefoot down the driveway to the mailbox by the curb. There was something serene about this ritual. The sun would be hiding below the horizon, and the light would have that bluish evening hue to it. The kind of light that reminded me of chasing fireflies years and years ago. And the fireflies... They were starting to come out again after a long winter and cold spring. Also, after baking in the sun all day, the pavement had cooled enough to be bearable, but was still warm against the soles of my feet. It felt comforting. Almost enough so for me to believe that maybe those hippies were onto something. The first time I saw them, they barely registered. I lived on a busy street and it is not uncommon to see pedestrians and dog walkers. The only thing that stood out was that the dog was moving. It was a shepherd mix of some kind. Marbled grey fur of medium length and ears like floppy triangles. The dog was giving the man a run for his money. The leash pulled taunt, his arm flexed rigid with muscles and veins bulging. His feet slapped on the sidewalk as he stumbled forward and out of sight. The next night, the same, although this time I got a better look at the dog. Its face regal and determined, head held high. It bore no signs of distress, no anxiety or those high-pitched dog noises as it pulled on the leash. I hoped my presence didn't embarrass the man. The fact that he was getting his ass handed to him by his dog. He had that look about him too. His eyes a bit too wide, his brow a bit too sweaty. It made me feel sympathetic. If I saw him again, I thought I might give him some words of encouragement. Something witty that he could chuckle over. Let him know he wasn't the only one who had been in that situation before. I know how that goes. I'd say, oh boy, he's got a motor on him, or simply and more crudely, <laughs> leash training's a bitch, eh? After my usual routine, I went out for the mail. Sure enough, several houses down, there they were. At the rate they were moving, I wasn't going to have to linger awkwardly by my mailbox to force an encounter. I crossed the sidewalk and was about to say my little words of encouragement, the first vocalization out of my throat when I stopped. The dog looked at me. I'd never seen its eyes before. Eyes like glinting obsidian. Eyes that knew me. Don't. I shook the thoughts out of my head. 
It's only in hindsight that I realized I shouldn't have. But they were now passing me, and that's when I realized that the man was wearing the same clothes that he had worn the previous two evenings. Maybe it's a work uniform or something. Or he's pulling a Steve Jobs and wearing the same outfit each day. I started staking them out each evening. I'd park myself in a lawn chair, Bermuda grass tickling my feet, a beer at my side. The man's back grew more hunched with each passing night, his neck wobbling like a bobblehead toy. The soles of his shoes began to deteriorate, the toes of them bent back and flapping underfoot. On the sixth evening, he left pieces of rubber in my driveway. The mystery of his clothes was finally solved. The polo shirt was beginning to fray at the edges, tears at the sleeve, his khaki shorts dirty and stained. Yet, he didn't respond when I called out to him. Forget social niceties or not being awkward. Excuse me, sir, I yelled. Sir, are you okay? The next day. Do you need any help? A glass of water? After that, I tried to take a picture with my phone, but it was just a blur. Enough was enough. The man needed help. And on the ninth night, they came once again, the man more beraggled. He sported an unkempt beard, the facial hair I had watched grow steadily longer for the past week or so. His eyes were glassy and his lips were dry, cracked, and split. Excuse me, sir, let me help you, I said, darting from my chair. Just let me hold him a bit, get you a glass of water. His eyes went wide with surprise as I broke into his personal space and grabbed his hand. It was like he didn't even see me coming. What? He said, looking at me like he hadn't seen a fellow human in a very long time. The leash cut into my palm and I was able to cut the distance and slow the dog down some, but we still skittered along as he continued his march forward. Let it go, man. I said, prying his fingers from the strap. When I did so, he stared at his hand in amazement, the thick calluses on his finger. A hysterical laugh erupted from his chapped lips as he collapsed to his knees, eyes skyward in jubilation. But I didn't get to soak in this strange scene for long, for my arm was almost yanked from its socket and I was sent stumbling forward. I righted myself and tried to plant my feet, to no avail. God damn, that dog was strong. I yelled back towards the man. Hang on, I'll bring him back. He was so lost in his state, I don't think he heard me. If he did, me bringing the dog back was the very last thing he'd want. The last thing anybody would want. First, there was the fear and the anxiety that I wouldn't be able to control this dog and that I would just have to let him go and then deal with the fallout and guilt of losing a beloved pet. How naive of me. How foolish. It was several blocks before I knew something was wrong. I tried yanking with all my might to get that damn dog to stop. Yelling was no use, he only ignored me. Kicking didn't work either, the leash was too long. 
When I tried to guide the leash around a telephone pole, he anticipated it, jerked me away. The streetlights had long since winked on, and I was really feeling anxious now. Frantic. Finally, I thought, fuck it, and went to drop the leash. See you later. How wrong I was. No matter how hard I try, I cannot let go. My fingers are locked into a tight grip around the strap, the leash an extension of my wrist and arm. I am hauled forward with the force of a boat pulling water skiers. What else could it be but magic? What else could it be but evil? We walk and walk and walk in a loop. It's the same day every day. The first lap I passed down houses I'd known and went down streets I'd never been down before. And after that it was all the same. A 12 hour lap where I passed the same places twice a day, including my old place. I wonder if I can even still think in terms of hours. I'm not sure how time works in the plane I've crossed into. All I know is that nobody seems to see me. People pass by without a word and they don't hear when I ask for help. But how did I see the original man and his dog? How was I able to take this cursed baton? Maybe it was just my time. Maybe it was just my turn. I drink from the sprinklers we pass, but it's never enough to fully quench my thirst. There's a hunger I've never known, a hunger that only grows. If I could only sit down for a bit, just a few minutes is all I'd ask for. But no, the dog is a damn dog. No doubt some beast that's escaped from the very pits of hell. How he ignores my pleas to stop. How his tail wags when I moan in pain or scream at the heavens. The toenails of my big toes have long since fallen off. That was many miles ago. After all the half dollar sized blisters, the scorching concrete, the sloth skin from the soles of my feet, but it was before the most recent ghastly development. The heels of my feet like a can of exploded biscuits. Islands of flesh on seas of exposed fascia. It's only a matter of time before the bone is exposed and starts clacking on the sidewalk. I can only think about how much better I'd be doing if I'd only been wearing shoes. Maybe the hippies were wrong after all. My phone hasn't been able to make a call. No 911, no nothing. It's forever locked in no G. However, there's a house we pass twice a day. A colonial with its lights always on no matter the time. For some reason I get a Wi-Fi signal there. There's no password and it lasts for about an entire block. I've sent emails out to no avail. Emergency distress signals, still can't make a call on Skype or FaceTime, but I did find this place. So today, I've been writing my story left-handed. Writing the words distracts me from the pain in my feet and legs, 
how tired I am, the fear I feel that this is going to be forever. I've got it all typed up and ready to go. When I get by that special house, I'm going to hit submit. At the risk of sounding like Papa Roach, this is my last resort. Maybe one of y'all can figure something out. Send help. Please.